One day in early September, Luba Gretchen Shirley was knocking on doors in Bayshore. She was trying to gin up votes in her congressional race against 13-term Republican incumbent Pete King. A few noteworthy things were happening in September. Judge Brett Kavanaugh was getting heat from abortion rights protesters. That was even before sexual assault allegations threatened to derail his Supreme Court nomination. The repeated disruptions by female protesters during Kavanaugh's Senate hearings led to a Facebook post from Pete King. He linked to a picture of a woman in the Capitol being led away by cops. King wrote, quote, The disruptive, hysterical outbursts and demonstrations at yesterday's Senate confirmation hearing for Supreme Court Justice nominee Brett Kavanaugh were absolutely disgraceful, end quote. King's post got Gretchen Shirley going. In a news release, she took on King's hysterical remark, saying, quote, To all the women who have been called too emotional, too principled, or too hysterical, I'm running for you, end quote. The other thing happening on that September day in Bayshore was that it was the first day of school. My daughter started preschool today. She did the, the, the nursery school program last year for like three, three days, two and a half hours a day. So she got used to it. And my son, I just started him at two. They're from 9.30 to 1.30 today. And it was horrible. This was in a staffer's car. The staffer was driving Gretchen Shirley to more door knocking. And Gretchen Shirley was texting with and calling family members about how the school day had been, particularly for her son. So excited to go in and we were like screaming, yay, school! And then we got into the classroom and there was another little boy who was having a meltdown. And I think that freaked him out. And then at the end he said, Mom, I want to come with you. She returned to her son's school experience a few times during door knocking, including to say somewhat relatedly that she couldn't watch the full Handmaid's Tale TV series because of the plotline of a mother separated from her child. And then, later that night, she mentioned her kids in a speech at a campaign office opening, where she'd been introduced by the mother of a teacher killed in the Parkland, Florida school shooting. Gretchen Shirley talked about what it's like these days to drop one's kids off at school, worried about shootings. I dropped my babies off at school today, and that was, that was hard. And I, like every other parent who dropped their kids off at school this week, had that thought of what if, will they be safe when I pick them up? Soon, she was talking about King. Not just his record on guns, but his early comments on Kavanaugh and how they were offensive to women. Did anybody see what Peter King posted on Facebook yesterday about the women who are, who are protesting Kavanaugh at the hearings? Anybody want to tell me what he said? Hysterical. Hysterical. Not only did he call these women hysterical who are standing up and fighting for bodily autonomy, he called them hysterical. He then compared them to Nazis. He said they are using, they're using Nazi beer hall tactics and then compare them to the neo-Nazis in Charlottesville who killed Heather Heyer. Women who are standing up and saying, no, this is not okay, I want to be able to control my own body and make my decisions for my body and my life and my family, I've had enough. I've had enough of old men telling me what to do with my body, of calling us hysterical, of being told that I'm too emotional and too principled because God damn it, and pardon my friend, we should be emotional and we should be fighting back because this is serious. We have representatives who consistently tried to take our rights away. And I've had enough of it. And I'm pretty sure that all of you have had enough of it, too. Welcome back to The Bellwether. This is Mark Chisano from Newsday Opinion. This episode, we'll be looking at some of the gender dynamics in the race for New York's 2nd Congressional District, one of two Long Island races in which Democrats are looking to unseat Republicans, en route to a possible blue wave in November. 
By the way, we should note here that our next episode will focus much more closely on King, but this one centers on Gretchen Shirley. That's a bit of a trend. Women voters and women candidates are being closely watched this cycle, in an era marked by the Me Too movement. In this district, you have on the one hand King, the incumbent, who has voted consistently against abortion rights, including voting to defund Planned Parenthood. King's daughter is a Hempstead town councilwoman and a working mom, but raising children is not a big part of her dad's campaign optics. Meanwhile, Democratic challenger Gretchen Shirley supports choice and has the endorsement of Planned Parenthood's political arm. And from the start of her campaign, she has doubled down on her image as a working mother, highlighting how few women there are in Congress. Good afternoon and welcome. I first want to give a big thank you to everyone who ran great races. Let's give them a round of applause. We're in a standing room only room at the Sheridan Times Square in Manhattan. This is a post-primary victory rally that Governor Andrew Cuomo held in September. And the event started with a state party official reading a seriously long list of names of the Democrats who were there. Before we get started, I want to take a moment to recognize some special guests in attendance. Now sit back and relax because it's a long list. <laughs> Lieutenant Governor Kathy Hochul. <laughs> Congressman Jose Serrano Sr. <laughs> Congressman Tom Spazzi. And here's... Candidate Lyuba Gretchen Shirley. <laughs> Lyuba. Well, close enough. Luba's a pretty tough name to pronounce. The other thing that was different about Gretchen Shirley at this victory rally, where she had an assigned seat toward the front, was that she brought her two-year-old Nikki along with her. The event included speeches by Governor Cuomo, Mayor Bill de Blasio, Congressman Hakeem Jeffries. You get it. Nikki slept through most of it. A little bit of a political stunt? Maybe. It made for some good pictures and underscores her argument about being a working mom, just like so many voters. But it's also real. Gretchen Shirley has two young kids, and she's often in search of childcare. That became an issue in her primary contest. She successfully petitioned the Federal Election Commission to allow her to use campaign funds for childcare. Think about it this way. You're running for office. You don't have a store of independent wealth behind you, and you're not bringing in money for survival on the side. Your spouse is working, as Gretchen Shirley's is, who watches the kids. The FEC decision led to widespread national press coverage. The Washington Post, Elle magazine, CNN, Hillary Clinton supported the idea. It plays a role in Gretchen Shirley's first campaign ad. I petitioned the Federal Election Commission to allow working parents like myself to use the funds that I'm raising for my campaign on childcare. Because we need somebody who will stand up and fight for working people. That's just one example of how Gretchen Shirley has highlighted family issues during her campaign. She stumps on plenty of other issues, too, for sure, but family will often be a way in. Like in a TV ad where she talks about health care through an injury that her son had and the inevitable fights with insurance bureaucracy. King has faced women challengers before, and he has dispatched them easily. But the atmosphere is different now than in, say, 2014, when King received more than twice as many votes as lightly funded candidate Patricia Marr. 
and Gretchen Shirley has aligned herself with a growing national women's movement. Like many women angry about Donald Trump's history of alleged sexual misconduct, Gretchen Shirley was moved to action. The man who defeated the first female presidential nominee from a major party was inaugurated on January 20th, 2017. On January 21st, hundreds of thousands of people protested around the country, the Women's March. Gretchen Shirley was among them. The Women's March prompted many women to turn to activism in the Trump era. Gretchen Shirley started her own group on Long Island. Soon, the Me Too movement was exposing the misdeeds of luminaries in various industries, and there was a new wave of attention on how hard it can be to live and work as a woman in the world, which made people push even harder for change. And like others, Gretchen Shirley eventually made the move from protester to candidate. In the wake of Trump's win, a record number of women filed to run for Congress in 2018, according to statistics from the Center for American Women and Politics out of Rutgers University. A record number of women, including Gretchen Shirley, also won congressional nominations this year, 235 of them, 183 Democrats and 52 Republicans. Like the 1992 election, also known as the Year of the Woman after the Clarence Thomas Anita Hill hearings, the 2018 midterm elections are taking place amid the anger felt by many women disappointed and sometimes incensed over Brett Kavanaugh. Kavanaugh's Supreme Court hearings descended into the abyss of naked political partisanship, followed by the presidential mocking of Christine Blasey Ford, who accused Kavanaugh of sexually assaulting her. Kavanaugh has denied any wrongdoing. In New York's 2nd Congressional District, Gretchen Shirley has unequivocally opposed Kavanaugh's nomination. King expressed his belief that the nominee should be confirmed. Polling about Democratic enthusiasm thanks to Kavanaugh fluctuated during the process, but there was often a gender gap. A recent Quinnipiac national poll found that more white, highly educated women opposed Kavanaugh. That group could be crucial this midterm season. There's lots of these women in New York's 2nd Congressional District. The district is majority white, with median income at nearly $100,000. And a majority of adult residents have had at least some college, according to census data. Pat Mamatos is a voter like this. Everything changed after the election. Everything changed. Uh, you know, I was peripherally aware of politics. I, I felt we were in good hands in Washington. I didn't. It, I was doing my art. I, I wasn't really paying attention, to be honest. You know, and everything changed. Mamatos was at that Bayshore campaign office opening back in early September. I'd been talking to attendees before Gretchen Shirley spoke to the crowd and asked one young man why he was there. He immediately introduced me to the person who had introduced him to Gretchen Shirley, his mother, Pat, who had been standing against a wall behind the guitar player entertaining the crowd. Momatos is 58, a Bayshore resident, artist, and Democrat, and she said she got interested in Gretchen Shirley around the time of the Women's March. She joined the Facebook action group that Gretchen Shirley started as well. She's definitely, uh, she's got some charisma, I think, and, you know, she's willing to put herself out there. Mamatos is just one of the women excited about Gretchen Shirley, who came out in a thunderstorm in Bayshore to celebrate the opening of a third campaign office. But dozens of women came, despite the rain, to rally with Gretchen Shirley, who's hoping to increase the percentage of women in Congress, which now stands... 